0: Hi, this is Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel the podcast where I discuss all things that have led me to who I am as a woman to date. With a background in fitness and holistic well-being, I explore how life situations have shaped me along the way. Join me each and every week when I discuss topics and issues that I and other women have encountered along the journey. Each week, we'll be discussing topics that have had an impact in the lives of women and how it has helped shape their feminine identity. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Leading with Your Feminine Self. With me, your host Mel Urquhart. Thank you for joining me again. I hope you've had a fantastic week and just started to implement any plans. And choices for the new year. Let me use this segment to remind everybody to share with a friend and family, so anyone who'd appreciate listening to a podcast like this, so they can join our community and we can grow in 2024. Now that's out of the way, let's discuss this week's topic. I want to talk about imposter syndrome. Let me explain what imposter syndrome means. It's actually when you have success and you're an in inability to feel that you deserve it, so in essence, you actually have to have something to feel imposter syndrome about. For many people, I think it's sometimes a case of even just getting to their goal can seem as if they're faking it till they make it to some degree, but that's not the case. When you have something that you see as successful, it's to feel that you don't deserve to be there, that you're being an imposter in that position. I am going to talk about, is there a need to achieve everything? Can we be okay with failing along the journey? And what does it mean if we don't have it all? Are we less of a woman now? As always... I'll start from the beginning. When I say, is there a need to achieve everything? Let me go back and support that as to why I say it. We're in an era now, I believe, where women are being given a poster image of having the family, having the career, having everything, and that is the ideology of womanhood now. But there was an era that if you were at home and you had your children and you raised your family, or if you were a carer in any capacity, a career in the workforce, or a career in any means, wasn't definitive of the individual obviously with the change of the politics of the world with the wars and women going back into the workforce or coming into the workforce should I say gave a different ideology to female life it gave a different definition of a woman's journey and how it could look and ultimately you were more skilled if you could have more and women are always known for multitasking and having more than one thing on their plate at any given time I believe naturally adding a career to that as well as the demands and the things involved in a relationship, having children, etc, it became a more attractive, doable life it's been done it's a norm now for a woman to have a family to have a children it's the given, and vice versa if you have a career, do you want a family, then you can have it all that's generally the the stouts there's so much more to doing any one of those roles, and women have a knack. An absolute beauty of doing things to the best, to the fullest. It's just innate of us. If we're going to care for you, we're going to care for you. If we're going to bake you a cake, we're going to bake you a cake. We're going to pour everything into it and do our very best. And that is evident when you see women in all the wonderful industries around the world. And when you see different parenting skills from women now, it's just elevated. The things that we do for our children to have activities and be exposed to different environments compared to maybe... I don't know, maybe 20 30 years ago, you wouldn't be going to half the activities that you are now if you're a child. So, again, it's just about the commitment that women are giving to their lives in more ways than one nowadays. Let me explain how it affected me as an individual. Most of you know, if you've listened to this podcast for some time, I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, in my early 20s and was told that having children was very unlikely for me, so kind of put it out of my mind, which I did. I got very focused on earning my funds, having a good life, having a career and just building up myself. I was adamant. I'd have no distractions. I could just focus on my career, focus on my lifestyle, and just do what I wanted to do with myself. It turned out that I would go on to have children, and I did go on to have them in a way where I wasn't expecting to have them. My pregnancies, I found out quite full on into them, three and a half months each child. So I was on my way in a sense in building my career and getting back to my jobs and doing what I loved. And I was, po- I was pointed. I was pregnant again. That gave a slight frustration to me. As much as I was grateful, and I am grateful, I love my boys, wouldn't change them for the world, that wasn't my plan. For some women at the time, they wanted to have children, they wanted to have their career. That wasn't for me at that time. I thought I would just only have you know, my myself, me, the me show to think about, not anybody else. When we had our first son, it was just such a joy. I was fortunate enough to be able to be at home and pour into him... Like I said before, wholeheartedly with everything that I had because we were in a position where I could do that. I looked after our son and enjoyed that experience. Then we had our second son. And again, to have two children under the age of two was was a bit of an order for me, tall order for me. Again, I was blessed to be able to be at home with them and look after them the way I would like. The way that we wanted our children to be raised, I was able to do that. It then gave me a slight frustration if I'm being really honest. I saw my peers who were trailblazing in their careers, had the plans and they were able to implement them. They hadn't had children, some at that point, they weren't derailed from their plans in a sense. They were able to have that career. But I, on the other hand, had made the choice, let me put that out there, I consciously made the choice to raise our children to an age where I felt comfortable for them to have certain principles, certain ideals, And go back to work and return back into that force. But that was a choice that I made. Just because I made that choice didn't mean I didn't have that feeling of I'm not going to have it all. Ideal life of a woman because I'm later in life than I wanted to be. I'm not where I expected to be. I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. So therefore it's not going to happen for me. And to some women can relate in different areas the some, they would have liked to have got married by a certain age, to like to have our children at a certain age, would like to have a career at a certain age. There are aspirations and goals that we would like to have because we want it all. And no one to say we can't have it all. It just may look different. With being okay with that is not always easy because we have to learn the skill sets that we need in different arenas. I genuinely believe that if we're not going to be in that environment we want to, so say if it's not work, and I was at home and I wasn't able to go back into work, I can now say I've learnt skills in my parenting that I can transfer into the workforce that I hadn't been able to have before. There is a maturity that comes through life experience as a whole, which you can bring into other arenas. Was I okay with it? No, I wasn't, because I always felt, to some degree, I wasn't able to have it all because I made a choice. Can we be okay with failing along the journey? It would be nice to be okay with it. I'm going to speak for myself when I say being okay with failing along the journey is not easy because it's painful. We have to look at ourselves. We have to look at how can I do things differently? This may not be the way that I want it to go. Can I re Can I assess where I need to go forward? And that's not always an okay and easy thing to process, but it's definitely an important part of our journeys that's overlooked sometimes. I did ask the question, Can you be okay with failing along the journey? And no, you shouldn't be okay with failing because actually you're not failing, you are in essence learning. That's where I make reference to imposter syndrome and if it's real. Because generally we know of the imposter being someone that talks you out of it. Are you really as good as you think you are? Do you have the right to have it all? Is it all it's cracked up to be? And all the other negative self-talk that can come into our brains when we're trying our very best to navigate through the life that we have in the current situation that it is. So I would say that imposter syndrome in the context that it's known is real. There is that niggling within us that can doubt us, deny us from appreciating what we have and using it to equip us for the next chapter and stage in our lives? What does it matter if we don't have it all? But who's to say what all is? Who is to really define what happiness and contentment is for any individual in this planet? Nobody if we're caught up in media and watching other people's races and lives we'll miss the beauty in our own that's why i wanted to make it really key to identify what imposter syndrome actually is because it's not about pretending or faking it or making out like we're something that we're not it's actually having what we desire in the first place having the success and then only when we have it feeling should we be there So in order for us to have imposter syndrome in its true definition, we have to achieve it. That's why I want to talk about imposter syndrome in the process of the journey. It's not actually real. It's you being caught up in the denial of the process of life, denying that there is a work to do on this journey and understanding that it's very unique to each and every one of us. But that doesn't mean we don't have the right and don't deserve what we desire for us. I wanted to make this episode so that we could talk about the elephant in the room. Talk about what it is that can genuinely hold women back. Partly what could hold women back. In essence, people really. We're all having our own turmoil and conversations within us one way or another that can be holding us back. But I don't want imposter syndrome or the perception of imposter syndrome to be one of those. Call it out. If there's something that's saying to you, don't go for it or you don't have what it takes, deny it. Say, listen, that's not true. I can do it. I have got what it takes. Does it mean I need to learn new things? Maybe it does. Does it mean I need to let go of some things? Highly possible. The willingness to go for what you want, and even if it can be uncomfortable, should not stop you keep going and i am talking to myself as well i am by no means at my destination there are so many things i want to explore in this beautiful planet while i have life and breath in front of me i will be calling out things that don't serve me and i'll be encouraging you to do the same thing there are no wrong or right ways to achieve anything but there are different processes that can help you to assess where you are and there's no harm in exploring them We are no less of a woman, a human being, if we don't have everything because everything is subject to interpretation. I don't want anybody feeling that they are not enough for the life that they have. You are more than worthy and deserving for it. And as long as you have opportunities, you can have much, much more. If you don't have that career, you can find other ways to be impactful and be successful without having a career as such. If you don't have biological children, you could have nieces and nephews, you could adopt, you could be a positive influence to the next generation in various different ways. You could be a mentor, you could be a coach. There are ways we can still impact without the titles. So don't be defined by the title, be defined by the work and the impact that you are having in people's lives. Now that you've taken the time to listen to me, I want you to ask yourself these questions. What is it that stops you from going for what you want? What is that imposter voice trying to deny you from? And how are you gonna keep that voice to a minimum and take action to get what you want for you? And thirdly, what are you going to do to take action to stop that niggling imposter voice be playing in your ears? How are you gonna silence them? What actions are you going to take? I really hope you're able to take time out from these conversations to sit with yourself and really assess what you want I'm just here to help as always. I want to thank you for joining me and taking time out to listen. Feel free to reach out on any social media platforms under Garden of Self. Also check out our website www.gardenofself.co.uk and look at our products if you feel to. As always, it's been a pleasure. And until next time, take care of yourself. Bye bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self. I've been your host, Mel Urquhart. Please stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, all under Gardner Self. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I'll look to add them into future episodes. Be sure to follow and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast was a production of Garden of Self and was produced by The Podcast Boutique.